We've asked Reed Mayers to share a devotion with us. Uh, I think many of us have met Reed um, at some point, and some of us have, meet, uh, have met Reed many times. Uh, Reed and Steve, they've been running a leadership retreat center for, I think, at least a decade um, until last year. Um, when the transition started for, for you guys in Malaga and, and they joined WIM already, I think in 1977. So probably when we look at all of us on the screen, they might be some of the longest, uh, longest ones serving in, uh, in this tribe. And uh, Reed is a real encourager, um, an exhorter, encourager, and uh, so much love and life coming from, from her, wherever she is. And, and I think in this, in this challenging season um, where maybe many of us feel discouraged or stressed, um, isolated, um, pressured maybe because of finances or whatever it is, um, yeah, we, we need to be strengthened and encouraged. Um, so Reed, thank you for joining us and I'd love to give you the time just to share whatever God put in your heart. Thank you so much Dick, for those very kind words. I'll just go ahead and share my screen here. It's really great to be with you. I was just so enjoying looking along the top of seeing who's here and some people I haven't seen for years. So yet another advantage of, of the Zoom meetings. Often people that we, uh, we don't run into very often, few conferences, but um, I'm very, very thankful that I got the privilege to be here with you. Well, we have just finished um, a two-week leadership encounter with precious leaders from yeah, all around the world. We're exhilarated, maybe a little exhausted too. We're also very thankful and a little tired. You, you, might, you might be able to spot one or two people that you know there is actually a special guest on the screen. We have lots of jokesters that were working with us. And uh, some of you may know <laughs> a gentleman who makes an appearance everywhere and anywhere. Bernie, Bernie shows up wherever he can. <laughs> yes, yes, people <laughs> putting that on chat. <laughs> he was even in the LDE. You just don't know where you might find that gentleman. I was thinking perhaps this uh, screen is just showing us what the sort of the pictures are gonna be in our Facebook and on our, you know, saving of events. This is how it's all gonna look now. After that lovely great event, um, I just wanted to say how we had just been reading a little, a little passage of scripture out of Mark 1 where Jesus full on itinerary, so busy, so many things going on. Um, it says later in the day at sunset, the people kept bringing to Jesus all who were sick until the whole village was crowded outside the door. I just am always so touched at his inclusiveness, his constant compassion. There's just a, an amazing sense of how nothing was too much. And I know it's a little bit different for us today. We're on the Zoom and we crowd around the screen, all of us not quite the same as it is a house, but yet I guess we're getting more and more familiar with that crowding around our screen, but he's still present. 
super grateful that the Holy Spirit is not in lockdown. I said that to myself so many times. He is present. This is a very simple little message of encouragement. I have just three words, simple words, that together I'm, I'm trusting you'll connect with. That we might be able to look at those words and think what might be some of our antidotes. As we think about yeah, our personal lives, we think about our communities, we realize the effect that the world we live in is perhaps having on us. But let me just start first with a question. If you could put a word or phrase, some of us are a little wordier, I'm one of those, or even a symbol to your last six months that you would be very happy to say have tattooed, you know, on your hand, your arm, you know the back here, as a reminder of something significant that you've held on to during this past year. It could be a portion of a scripture, it could be a word you heard that has been kind of something you've repeated, you've thought about, you've focused on. What would that word or phrase be? So just write that up on chat. Not giving you very long here, but I, I think you might, something might just Come to you immediately, a word that has been significant, solitude. Hmm. Stay in the river of it. Hope. He cares for you. Go with what God is faithful and grace is enough. Relationship, community, beautiful word. Anger, that's mine. Hug miracles. Prepare, family. Jesus, my hope, focus, be content. You're enough. Rest. Abide in me. I'd be so encouraging, just even hearing, yeah, let these bones live. <laughs> Rejoice in the Lord. Mm, stay close to Jesus. Be still and know I'm your Lord. God is faithful. Prune, step into glorious action, intimacy. Faithful Father. Thank you so much. I wish we could just keep reading this. We wouldn't even hardly need a message. <laughs> Those are such inspiring and encouraging words, aren't they, that remind us that God has been so present with us. He has been speaking. One of those words um, for me has been reflect or reflecting. The first word we're going to think about. And that little verse I started with, actually a couple of verses after it, it says the next morning, here's Jesus' example to us. Let's observe him. Jesus got up long before daylight. He left the house while it was still dark. And he made his way to a secluded place to give himself to prayer. Jesus modeled having those rhythms of spiritual discipline, or as someone called them, habits of grace. I love that phrase. Listening to the Father, attentive to his voice. When his men finally track him down, you know, they're all excited. Come on, everyone's looking for you. They want you. But Jesus knew in order to be able to clarify his mission, to know what the Father has for him that day, he needed to be reflecting and taking time. He knew those experiences would renew him for him to be able to continue. I'm sure many of us are very familiar with this phrase. We don't learn from experience. Yet we're learning from reflecting on experience, which, of course, takes more time. And it's just so important, just as Jesus was reflecting with the Father, we, we also engage honestly. And we've been looking a little at this with our leaders over this past week, about our feelings, our fears, our hopes, 
challenges we face. Also, we are often reflecting on just how so many experiences we've been involved in, even some of the most difficult ones over this past year have been involved in shaping our character. There's been changes, there's been growth. And I know in my personal life, as I take time, I like to call it the inner chapel, since so many of us haven't been able to perhaps be at a, a church service. Ours is open for a very small number, but that inner chapel never leaves us. Hallelujah. An inner chapel where we can reflect and listen candidly. Wow, this is that still place. Be still and know that I am God. Someone had written out this in one of, one of their important phrases. It's in those times. We experience the constant storm. There is such a great menu out there, isn't there, of, of spiritual disciplines and practice. And I like that Ignatius made the comment that really anything we enter into with the intention of opening ourselves up to God. That's what we all want to do is be opening ourselves up to him. So what has been for you a life-giving practice in this season? Put that also up on chat. What has been something that you have continued your rhythm despite the circumstances? Though so things have changed externally, what has been that life-giving internal practice that you've continued with? Morning by morning, evening by evening, reading his word daily, silence, yeah. Mm. These things do not affect us in lockdown. Any other daily practices that have really helped? Worship, yes, taking time with them. Speaking out gratitude, yes, daily examine. A gratitude journal, starting the day on the knees, listening to the word, join my family, walking in nature, reading books of nature, communion, thanksgiving, daily devotion and worship. Just speaking the word joy. <laughs> oh, that's a good word for these days. Gratitude, walking with time in nature, listening to scripture, worship, intercession, being still, learning to be instead of to do, very good work, time in his presence, fellowship with the Lord, what's up prayer group, this is, this is an ongoing um, delight for us to keep reminding ourselves that those are the things that keep us grounded in him, everything else is shifting, yeah, shaking, we're grounded in that personal, daily, intimate time with him. This to me is a, an antidote. <laughs> daily reflection is an antidote to the struggles that we face in communities. And it's just so important we keep encouraging one another to find those sacred spaces where we're opening ourselves up to God. David certainly had a grasp on reflection. He had so many beautiful psalms. We can go through so many of them. And he would reflect on how you help me like a father. Amazing. Um, he is lying awake at night. I have been particularly um, connecting with David. COVID for us, the long COVID, has been one of the ongoing effects. Sleeping has been very uh, up and down. And I have found this practice of David's reflecting on the father's health. Life, life changing. So we can turn sometimes those sleepless nights into nights with times of thanksgiving. I've been grateful for his encouragement. I've also found that during this time, as I look at some of the lessons that I've learned, 
and growth and change as part of that reflecting. I noticed in a debrief that I was doing at the end of December, that there was a, yeah, I, I saw some resistance in my heart to doing new things in different ways. I felt some insecurity. I felt doubt. Um, this isn't my, my mode of, of communicating, sharing. And I found this resistance. I mean, I can't do this. And yet I want to be involved in training and still blessing people. And just a little truth captured my attention from 2 Corinthians 12.10. Paul says, for my weaknesses becomes a portal for God's power. Oh, that has been life-giving to me. A portal is like a huge door, a big entranceway. Think of Narnia, you know, going into that, that cupboard and whoo, another world. My weaknesses can actually become a portal for God's power. So that, that has just, um, just been that sense that I can still be used in my weakness. Physical, spiritual, emotional. We, we all have our times of deep weakness. I can still be used because actually, that can become a new opening for God's presence and power. So reflection draws us closer to being so much more aware of the presence of Jesus. Oh, what about this good word? Waiting, waiting. Oh, I'm sure you're like Steve and I. You got a list, maybe a list of people you're waiting to see or a commitment you're waiting to fulfill, waiting for this long COVID to finally leave waiting for the next guidelines to know when you can leave your town. That's what we're waiting for right now. Waiting's not easy. But you discovered here we are together right now on Zoom. It can be an opportunity for fresh creativity, can't it? I, I had to embrace that rather than complain about it. Often when we find doors closing in one avenue, there's a new one emerging. And that's been, I think, so many people's experience, new doors emerging. Pop up on that chat would have been some of the things, the situations that you've been waiting for over these months. What have you been waiting for, longing for this person, maybe someone's name? Maybe you've been desperate to get on a flight to a country and join you. What have you had to wait for? Trip, yeah, to go home, to go home. <laughs> ah, such a, a longing in all our hearts. Where's home? Yeah, to go home, see family, fellowship with team, gathering in person. Mm. Waited for Cuba to reopen, the great awakening and harvest, looking to see the things that God is doing, traveling, definitely miss family, meeting with people. We're great travelers, YWAMers. I'm sure that's for all of us, a longing, seeing people in person, receiving new staff. We have so many other mission agencies desperate to receive new staff, to be with friends, family, worshiping with others, and to go to a pub. Uh-huh, let's not be forgetting our fellowship around the pub, sending out teams, lovely long hug. Oh, yeah, Steph, thank you so much. Please just remind us. They've not gone. They're just a little on hold. Some countries a little more open than others but we continue to wait. It's funny, I was reminded this morning when I was thinking of waiting, I have never been negative about waiting for hours on flights. Sometimes it takes three flights, four flights to get to my station. I'm not, I'm not negative about that. 
waiting in airports. No, I wait for a long time there because I have a practice that in that waiting, I'm preparing myself for the group. I'm reading through my notes. I'm asking for words of encouragement for the training. I'm using that time so that I'm ready and active when I arrive in my location. Maybe that's been part of what's going on in our lives right now. We may be waiting, but we can be actively waiting. It doesn't have to be negative. We don't have to think, oh, until then. Oh, when I can finally go there. Oh, when I can be on a plane. Man, I've been on lots of planes these times. In Zoom. I've met people from probably 40 nations on Zoom. So let's let's not just be thinking when it's over. Let's be using this waiting as opportunities so that we can be encouraged. But something else I want to quickly squeeze in here. Actually, I may have to squeeze that one out. One of the things that Steve and I have realized, one of our antidotes to the long wait has been to find people. Waiting with others, that's what I want to call it. Waiting with others, but not just alone. Yes, Jesus, he's our dearest friend waiting with others. That means that I have the privilege of connecting with other people. I've immediately found three other women who I've known so well for years, and we formed a group. We meet every two weeks. We've done this since our breakout pretty much after, yeah, March had happened. This is, this is a support group. We share honestly, openly about our challenges. We, we remind each other that our roles, um, they're not our identity. They're not really who we are. We're real people going through the same struggle, going through personal defeats. We take turns facilitating this group. Steve did the same. When I got the news about Steve finally getting his um, permanent residency, January 21st, he had to open some champagne for that day. The people I wanted to know were, of course, my family. What was this group of women who've been journeying with me, praying continually? We need others. We've been a part of a church for a very long time, but really, often we travel so much, we haven't even joined a connect group. This season, we've joined this connect group. I'm telling you, it has been an oasis of this. So such a delight that we have the privilege to wait with others. Here's a lovely scripture. Now, this means that when we come together and are side by side, something wonderful will be released. We can expect to be encouraged and co-comforted by each other's faith. That's in the Passion Translation. I love that. I love it. And uh, I got an old quote. I thought I just came back to my mind this morning. I thought, boy, John Wesley could even think about the way we're, we're uh, doing mission, meeting one another. He would be thinking, wow. But I just realized his quote fits in perfectly. Do all the good you can. By all the means you can. This is one of our means, Zoom. In all the ways you can. In all the places you can. At all the times you can. To all the people you can. As long as you can. What a delight to think that we have that privilege. Even in lockdown. So we're a blessing. And we continue to be that blessing one to another. Okay, so what do you think the third word is? Third word, anybody guess? Okay, this, this isn't exactly the photo you might think. What might be the third word? 
well, it is actually hope. I think this little darling is wishing for something she's intent to get. It could be a new scooter, a new bicycle for her birthday. Oh, yes, I'm hoping. I, I don't want our hope to look like that. Uh, I'm, I'm trusting that uh, our hope has been placed, that there's been seeds planted, seeds planted in our lives, seeds that have been planted, even in the creation. One of my greatest joys was to look outside each morning and to realize there's a season. Everything may be locked down, but the seasons are not. There's still growth going on. There's still things alive and blooming. Even if my life isn't looking too much like that, that gave me such encouragement. I've never seen so many people in our town walk and just be observing. It's been remarkable. Hoping. This is the verse that has been really, I said to you, if I needed a, a tattoo, it'd be an anchor this, for this last season. We have this certain hope, like a strong, unbreakable anchor, holding our souls to God himself. I don't know how many times I've said that, how many times I've prayed that over situations, prayed it over people. Leaning into the unchanging promises of God and the priesthood of God. We can anchor to his promises. There's so many of them. I would have loved you to have shared yours. I'll give you a few as we finish here. Knowing we're never alone, that we're unconditionally loved, that we are fully seen, whatever our state or situation, that we have a companion in our suffering. I held on to that. I didn't, it didn't disappear, our sickness, but I had a companion, and I realized that's more precious than anything. A companion in our suffering. That your peace can settle and still the storms of fear, worry, and uncertainty. You are the provider. He is our anchor. He holds our souls. He helps us to be able to have yet another opportunity to cling to Him. So, the three antidotes from these three words reflecting spiritual disciplines that open us up to God, encourages intimacy with Jesus, waiting. Especially waiting with others, mutual love, blessing, and honor one to another, our families and our communities. Hoping in God's unchanging character and his promises, specific words that he's given us to hold to in these seasons. I'd like to finish praying this scripture over us this day, in this year of 2021. Now may God the inspiration, fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his superabundance until you radiate radiate us with hope. Lord, may it be reclaimed.